Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. This morning, I want us to rise to our feet as we prepare our hearts to hear the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. The classical gospel choir, where is everybody? They are coming. They are bringing people. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Lift up your hands, Azadao. I just want us to worship God as we prepare our hearts to receive his word this morning. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Lift up your hands everywhere. Spirit this morning to fill, to fill you, 
to anoint you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of revelation. Pray for the Holy Spirit. It is not by mind, neither is it by power, but by His Spirit. This morning, wherever you are standing, if you can talk, you can pray. If you can talk, imagine the deaf and the dumb. How they are, they want to pray, but they can't pray. But you and I, we can talk. Lift up your voice this morning and ask God, fill me with your spirit. Anoint me afresh. Anoint me anew. In the name of Jesus. Open the eyes of my understanding, Holy Spirit. Grant me revelation of your word this morning. In the name of Jesus. Bruce de Standing next to you, I want you to focus on God. Sadaba, 
Lift up your hands, lift up your voice everywhere. of God. The Bible declares that where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. That's the first one. And then by the word of his prophet, he has said a prayer here. That there is power here. And this is where our prayers will ascend and answers will descend. He said, this is a holy land. Hallelujah. So where you are standing is not a small place. Are you hearing me? And so forget about the person standing next to you. And focus on God. I want us to sing this song for the last time, but I want you to worship God. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is there. He's here. I said He's here. I said He's here. Everywhere. Yes. 
Lift up your hands. Everywhere. Your glory fill the earth. Everlasting Father. this morning we are thankful we are thankful for what is man that thou art mindful of him nor the son of man that you visit him thank you that you give us the Holy Spirit thank you that you send your only begotten son to come and die for us father this morning once again we are in your house we are here to hear your word your word that is able to transform our lives. Your word that is able to set us on the path of fulfilling your will. Your word, your word that gives meaning to our lives. We are grateful. I commend everyone here, even those that are on their way by prayer, is our Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. Help us to receive a revelation this morning that forever changes our lives. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to give your neighbor a smile. Give your neighbor a smile. Welcome your neighbor to church, and you may take your seat. Hallelujah. 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 Well, this morning, Charles, please help us here. Charles, help us. Yeah. Well, this morning, we thank God for life. Amen. And uh, I bring you greetings from our, our bishop, our pastor, Bishop Ni Ajedu Amar. Hallelujah. He's with our father, the prophet. They were in Angola, Kabinda in Angola. And they are just about to get to Lumumbashi. 
Hallelujah. For the next set of crusades. Amen. He sends his love and we are believing for something mighty today by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Well, the theme for our Swollen Sunday says, Come with your burdens. Hallelujah. And so I'll try and teach this morning on come with your burdens. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. The Bible says that come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lonely in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. So here Jesus is speaking and he's beckoning us to come unto him. Jesus is calling everyone, every human being. Jesus is calling you this morning if you are here. Jesus is calling you. He says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. Now, everyone is laboring and everyone is heavy laden. Hallelujah. So it's not for a specific group of people. Ah, these people are laboring. These people are laden with burdens. No. We are all laboring and we are all heavy laden. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because, because of sin. You know, man's problem, man's problem or the problem of humanity is sin. When God created Adam, and after he looked and he realized that it was not good for man to be alone, and he created Eve. And the Bible says that he put them in a garden. It was a life of tranquility peace, rest, joy, having dominion, multiplying, and all that. There was no problem of sadness, of pain, of backbiting, of jealousy, of anger. There was nothing like that. It was a perfect world. And that's what God created. Are you listening? Are you following me? I'll try to be short this morning. But when Eve, God, that's how the Bible records it. So allow me. When Eve was deceived, because the Bible says that it was the woman who was first deceived before the man also followed. And I personally think that the man followed because he loved his wife. That's my personal, yes. He, 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 Adam loved Eve so much that when Eve was talking, talking, he said, ah, okay, let's try it. But you see, God has said that they shouldn't touch that fruit. Hallelujah. So, that brought sin into the world. And that is why God retorted to, 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 to them, Adam and Eve, that what is this that you have done? What is this that you have done? This thing that you have done, you have brought a big problem to humanity. You have brought a very big problem to humanity. 
What is it that you have done? Because when there is sin, it introduces burdens. It introduces difficulty. At the time, we were just laboring. They go into the garden. The Bible says that in the cool of the day, they will be with God fellowshipping. And I'm sure they will be looking at the plants and the animals and say, Oh, this thing, I think we need a bit of this and a bit of that. And that was all. But when Adam and Eve sinned, I mean, the curse came. Sin entered. It became, we started to labor. Even as we are born again, we still labor. You labor to the end. It's because of what? Sin. So the problem of humanity is sin. Please, are you following me? So when Jesus says that, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, he's referring to all of us. He's referring to the sinner. He's referring because sin makes our life burdensome. If there were no sin, there would not be sickness. There would not be sickness. As I'm standing here, I have a flu. My whole body is feeding me. But it's because of sin. Yes. Somebody has this pain, arthritis, diabetes, stroke, heart conditions. All these things is because of sin. Man's greatest problem is sin. That is why Jesus is calling us. He says, come. Come. He says, come. You are heavy laden. Come. You have these issues. Come. You have problems. Come. The reason why in a family you see people are fighting, this person doesn't love this person, this person is talking about this person, even to the extent that some people will try to kill their own. It's because of sin. It's because of what? In the beginning it was not so. So Jesus said, take off my yoke. Because for me, my burden is easy and it is light. That was what was in the beginning. In the beginning when God created the earth, and God's plan and will for man, the burden was easy and the burden was light. The marriage that God had in mind is not what we are experiencing. Are you hearing me? Yes, it's not what we are experiencing because sin introduces a certain burden, introduces a certain difficulty in, in, the, in, in our lives. So Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come, come and take of my yoke, my yoke, my yoke. I have the yoke. It is easy. It is light. It brings rest to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus Christ is the only one. Are you listening? Is the only one who can deal with sin. Bible says that without the shedding of blood, is no remission of sins and that is why jesus came into the earth to come and die a painful death shed his blood so that you and i can receive forgiveness of sin are you hearing me yes so when you don't know jesus or jesus is extending his hand to call you and you are not responding your life is very difficult and I'm not talking about riches. Riches can temporarily 
do you see can temporarily relieve some of the things but you see that you still have a burden yeah i remember one of my friends is a pastor like a prophet one day a rich man called for him and when he went to the nice beautiful mansion of this rich man the rich man was coming to him crawling on the floor ah what is happening the rich man was crawling or he can't walk can't walk so he had called for this prophet to come and pray for him his money could not save him i said his money could not save him so when we say come with your beddings we are talking about the things that make your life very difficult and i put it in one word sin we have different types of burdens financial marital eh? bishop says here says the human race is burdened with many evil things look at the testimony that we're hearing a young boy who is living his life and all he knows is occult wearing a ring that doesn't want to go away he said he threw the ring here when he got home the ring was there those of you who don't believe those of you who don't believe in god those of you who don't believe in jesus christ there are things in the world though stop believing stop believing before it's too late there are a lot of wonderful things in the world yes i had a church member who died a young guy i think in his teens he died this year mysteriously because i think he went to chase a girl and then disappointed a girl and i think there was an altercation he took the girl's phone he smashed the phone and just walked off and the girl said you will see and he saw yeah yeah the girl went to take some leaves eh? because in the village they understand those things he went to take some leaves and spoke some things mentioning the guy's name hey the guy got sick they took him to the hospital every doctor who checked said there's nothing wrong with this boy meanwhile he was dying there's nothing wrong he died he died in the hospital they couldn't tell what was wrong with him when they check his vitals everything is okay you don't believe you don't believe stop believing hallelujah so it says here that there are different kinds of burden it says your sins are a burden because they attract god's anger which is causing sickness and disease in our lives psalm 38 verse 3 psalm 38 verse 3 very quickly there is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger neither i don't know my sound is it okay charles i think you guys should help us there is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin so there's no rest you don't have rest many you see a young girl 
He's just moving with people's husbands. He does not have rest. He looks very nicely polished, holding uh, iPhone 15, dressed nicely and all that. He, she does not have rest. Only that she can't tell you. If you were to get closer, you see that this girl is living a miserable life. She does not have rest. Because of sin. Listen, holiness is for us. Holiness doesn't benefit anybody but you. Holiness benefits the person who is living the holy life. Yes. Sin, sin brings guilt. Sin brings you be there. Your mind is not at rest. You are always thinking this, thinking that. Yeah. It's like people who you have been unfaithful. You see that when you marry and your wife says, I'm going here. You see that you're, you are thinking what you have been doing to people. Is that what is going to be done to her? That's why you will not have rest. That's why you not have rest. So that's what the scripture is saying in Psalm 38. That our sin doesn't give us rest. Hallelujah. Are you here? You are going home. Sin is a burden because it opens doors to demons. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 27, it says, Neither give place to the devil. When you sin, you open a door. You see, whether you have a demon or not, it depends on you. What did I say? Whether you have a demon or not, depends on you. It says, you don't give place to the devil. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But when you do certain things, you open a door for the devil to come in. You lie. You fornicate. Do you see? Doing all kinds of wonderful things. You see that you open a door. And the demon say, let me tell you the, one of the things about the wisdom of a demon. Which maybe we can learn as Christians. You see, demons, they work in teams. They work together as a team. So when a demon comes and he sees that, ah, there's space here, he doesn't stay there alone. He'll go and bring his friends. The Bible says, who are even stronger than himself, say, look, I found a place. I think that we can be comfortable there. Yeah. Sin. So, as a pastor, you see people, they are harassed by devils. They don't have peace. They, look, there are people who cannot, cannot sleep. They cannot sleep. They cannot sleep. I'm telling you, they cannot sleep. Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. He's the one who has the answers. He said, come. With all your burdens, all your sins, all the things that make your life difficult. He says, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Hallelujah. Your sins are a burden. Because you are filling your life with grief. Even your strength is failing because of your sins. Psalm 31 verse 10. Psalm 31 verse 10. Very quickly. For my life is spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth because of mine iniquity. My strength is failing. Sometimes your health is failing. Because of a certain sin that you have. Yeah. 
Some people who drink, see that then the liver is going. The liver is going. The liver is going. The liver is going. Yeah. Even Derek Prince says that arthritis. He thinks that arthritis is the work of, of demons. Yeah, because sometimes when you are old at a certain point, it's like it's like you have pain in your limbs, you cannot move. He said he thinks that is the work of demons. Yeah. That's why Jesus is beckoning you. Come. If you have Jesus, he says, with Jesus, Jesus with you in the boat, you'll be smiling at the storm. You'll be smiling at the storm. Because Jesus is with you. I said, because Jesus is with you. That's why I said, come with your burdens. What is your burden? What is the difficulty you have in your life? You have not engaged me, that's why. But if you engage me, your life will change. Your life will change. Your life will change. Yeah. Yeah. Your life will change. Let me give you some examples of people who came to Jesus and their burdens were lifted. Matthew chapter 9 verse 20. Matthew chapter 9 verse 20. There's a woman. The Bible says that he had an issue of blood 12 years. 12 years. And he came to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. He came. Look at the word. He came. He came. He came to Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. Next verse. For she said within herself, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Verse 22. But Jesus turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. He was made whole. Why? He came to Jesus Christ. He came to Jesus Christ. She came to Christ. That is why if you are here, you are not born again, you are not saved. You must come to Christ. Our lives is short. Life, eh? It's amazing. The more we are growing, the more it's becoming mysterious. It's true. Sometimes you wonder, would you live to be 80? Would you live to be 90? This is your time. You don't know what tomorrow brings. But now, that's why I said, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. He said, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Don't harden your heart. Accept Jesus. It is time. Jesus is calling you. Wherever you are seated and hearing me, he's calling you. That's why I said, come. Come. He says, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I came to deal with your burdens. I came to deal with your issues. I came that you may have life. Continue verse 23. uh, Matthew chapter 9. There was another man called Jairus. And when Jesus was coming to the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, next verse, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they loved him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. This is Jairus' daughter. Jairus' daughter was dead, and he called for Jesus. When Jesus came, he says, oh, he's sleeping. He just woke her up. 
from the dead. Sometimes how you wish you can raise some people from the dead. It's wonderful. How you wish you can just say, arise, sun arise, arise. But you see that it's Jesus Christ who can do these things. It says no man can do these things except Jesus is with him. Except God is with him. It's God. Church, we are preaching Christ. We are talking about Jesus. It is time. You are a young person. You are growing up. Don't say that me. I don't, I don't know Jesus and I don't want him. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Hallelujah. You know, let me tell you this story. And I have a short video I want to show you. I don't know if there will be enough time. I have this short video I want to show us. You know, the two men were seated on a plane. Are you listening? And then the first man was given a parachute. And he was told to put the parachute on. Do you know parachute? Okay. He was told to put the parachute on. And the reason he was given to put the parachute on was that it will improve his flight, like the flight experience. So he should put it on. I mean, he was, was a bit skeptical. That, ah, how does this thing improve my flight experience? But he went ahead and put it on. So he was sitting in the plane with the parachute on. So people will look at him. Ah, the people will be going to the to use the, the washroom and they'll look at him and say, ah, this man, why? Is he okay? I mean, people were making a mockery of him. I mean, if you have sat in the plane before, you understand what I'm saying. They were making a mockery. Say, ah, this person, is he correct? Is it so? At a point, he was also feeling confused. He don't, I mean, Ah, with this thing, the way people are laughing at me, people are talking, people are doing this. So at a point, he got angry. Are you listening? He got angry and took the parachute off and just put it somewhere. And bitterness filled his heart that he has been deceived. Are you following the story? He had been deceived that it will improve his flight experience, but rather, people are making a mockery of him. He himself is not feeling comfortable. So he was even bitter. Then the second man was also given the parachute in the same flight. Are you listening? But he was told that at any moment in the flight, he may need the parachute to jump 25,000 feet. To jump out of the plane so he must be ready so he put the thing on and people were laughing at him whatever he wouldn't mind because he had been told that anything can happen and in an emergency he just needs to just undo the parachute and then he's out he, his life will be saved so because of that whether people were laughing at him people were talking about him he was not moved. Why? Because of impending danger that will come and the fact that that is what will save him. Are you listening? Yes. Then there was this overzealous air hostess who came. I think it was a new air hostess. 
So he was serving tea. As he was moving there, he poured the tea on the first one. No, no, he poured the tea on this second man. But you know, this second man, when the, he was in his parachute in the flight, when the tea poured on him, you see, he should have been angry. But he thought about it that, you know, I'm thinking about the time on. If some danger is to come, I will be saved. I will be saved. I will be saved. So he didn't get angry. He did. I mean, I'm sure he would have got it because the, if it was the first guy, because the first guy he was bitter already. Hallelujah. What am I saying? You know, some of you have been told that come to Christ, you will receive money, you will receive blessing. You are like the first man. He said it will improve your flight. It will improve your life. So you see that when you have lived for five years and you have not seen that improvement, ladies, the husband has not come. But they say we should be holy. They say we should keep ourselves. And the husband is not coming. You see that very soon, before you realize, you are moving in somebody's husband. Because the reason why you are supposed to live for Jesus is not to improve your life. It's not to have a better experience. It's for the impending danger that is coming. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. Then comes the judgment. Then comes the judgment. And because of that, this man, he knew that he would need. There's an judgment that is coming. Let me just be in my parachute. And he was no more. People will be laughing at you. So, Krife, this. You don't mind them. So why are you spending all the time in the church? Why are you giving your money to the church? No problem. Because he knows it is appointed unto man once to die. Then comes the judgment. Yeah. Because many people like come with your burdens. And also, I'm coming with my problem. Yes, Jesus, that is the benefit. That is, that is an extra. But the real reason is to take the burden of sin. The burden of sin. To forgive you of your sin so that you can become the righteousness of Him, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is why. That is why we said you should come this morning so that your sins will be forgiven you, so that you can come to Jesus. It's not for you to have money, it's not so that you 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 have a better life. Yes, you have that life. But how about if you don't have that life too? Because look. Jesus said it. It says, the poor you will have with you. The poor, they, they will be with us to the end. It's not everybody that will be rich. No. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a video I want to show you. Pastor Max, if you guys are ready, I want us to watch this video. Now, this video is about Kenneth E. Hagen. If you are in this church, I'm sure by now you know who Kenneth Hagin is. Because our father, the prophet, he received an anointing from him. Hallelujah. Now, this story tells us about how he had an experience and went to hell. Three times he went to hell. But the mercy of God found him. I said the mercy of God found him. I want us to watch and then I'll finish my preaching. Let's watch. I got born again on the bed of sickness the 22nd day of April, 1933. 
at 20 minutes to 8 o'clock in the south bedroom of 405 North College Street in the city of McKinney, Texas. I'm 15. I'd be 16 in August. And my heart stopped. When my heart stopped, I felt the circulation cut, you know, faster than you can tell it, faster than you can snap your finger. Cut off my, my feet, my toes and my feet just went numb like you'd gone to sleep. And up to my knees and my stomach. And I leaped out of my body and I began to, I began to descend. I was lying in bed. I'd been sick all the week. In fact, I'd been sickly all my life. Never ran and prayed like other little children. Well, limitedly, but not fully. And, and, and the doctors had been called. Doctors made house calls. But Dr. Wysong, old Dr. W.S. Wysong Sr., he was over at the hospital. Well, they contacted him there, and he said he'd come to our house as soon as he got through at the hospital, making his calls. So they're waiting for him to come. And Grandpa's clock struck 7.30. My heart stopped. Faster than I can tell you, the circulation cut off way down at the end of my My toes just suddenly, like your feet go to sleep, they just went numb. Faster than I can tell it. My toes, my feet, my ankles, my knees, my hips, my stomach. And I leaped out of my body like a man would leap off of a diving board into a swimming pool. I leaped out of my body and I began to descend like you're going down in a well or in a cavern. And so I'm descending, feet first, descending, down, 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 until the lights of the earth faded away from above me, until darkness encompassed me around about. Darkness is so dark, you couldn't see your hand if there's one inch in front of your face. Darkness that was so dense that it seemed if you had a knife, you could just cut a chunk of it out. And the further down you went, the darker and the hotter it became. Till finally way down beneath me, on the wall of darkness, I could see fingers of light playing on the wall of darkness. And in a few seconds, it seemed like an eternity, but it had to be only a few moments. I came to the bottom of the pit. When I came to the bottom of the pit, there was some kind of a creature that met me. I never looked at it. I knew he was there. Uh, the reason I didn't look was that we approached the gates into hell itself. And that creature took me by the arm. Now, I didn't know till years later that the word of God says in the book of Isaiah, hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee. And so that creature met me. But thank God when he put his hand on my arm to escort me in, there was a voice that spoke. And I don't know what he said or how many words he spoke. When those words were spoken, that whole place just shook like there was an earthquake on that creature took his hand off of my back. There was like a suction to my back part. And I came floating back away from the gates of hell. Floating back. And then I came up, head first, floating up. I could see the lights of the earth before I came to the top of the pit. Then I came up on the porch outside the south bedroom. I could see the giant cedar trees there in the yard. I could see Grandpa's porch swing there on the porch. And then I seemed to just come right through the wall and jump inside my body like a man would slip his foot inside of his boot in the morning time. And when I got back inside my body, then I said to my grandmother, my voice, this natural voice picked up the word. I said, Granny, I'm going again. 
and I won't come back. She said, son, I thought you weren't coming back that time. I said, where's mama? I want to tell her goodbye. She said, I told your mother that you were gone. And so she rushed outside praying. We live in one of those old-fashioned houses like they used to build in this part of the country of the porch, you know, nearly all the way around it. And she was over on the north side. I heard her then coming around to the south side, praying at the top of her voice. And I said, Granny, my grandmother said, I'll go get her. And I said, well, I want to tell her goodbye. And so she got up because she was holding me in her arm. She laid my head on the pillow and, and started to leave, and I grabbed a hold of her. And I was afraid, and I, so I said, Granny, 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 don't leave me. Don't leave me. And so she came back. Well, actually, she called out. She took again and run her arm under my head and shoulders and held me in her arms, and she called my mother. But she couldn't make her hear. Though she yelled quite loudly, she couldn't make her hear because she was, my mother was praying so loud she couldn't hear anything. And so I just simply said to her, tell mama I said goodbye. Tell mama I said I love her. Tell mama I said I appreciate her. Staying with we children when my daddy forsook us when I was just six years old. Tell mama I appreciate her. Trying to make a living for four children until she finally had a complete nervous, physical, and mental breakdown. And, and I said, tell mama that I said, if I've ever put a wrinkle in her face or a gray hair in her head, I'm sorry. I asked her to forgive me. Tell mama I said goodbye. And then I said, Granny, when mama's health failed, I came to live with my grandmother on my mother's side when I was nine years old. And you've been a second mother to me. And I appreciate that. And my grandmother would also always say, my granny would always say, kiss me right there. Kiss me right there. And so I kissed her on the cheek and my heart stopped. And, and I felt the circulation cut off way down at the end of my toes, faster than you can say it, ankles, knees, stuff, hip, hip, stomach, and out I leaped, out of my body. Down I went till the lights of the earth above me faded away. Down, 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 down. I know it was only a few seconds, but it seemed like an eternity. I know it happened 50 some odd years ago, but it seemed like it happened last Saturday night. It's just as real as if it happened to me last night. Spiritual things never grow old. Down until the darkness encompassed me around about. Until you couldn't see your hand if there's one inch in front of your face. And the further down you went, the hundred became. Until finally down beneath you, you saw fingers of light playing on the walls of darkness. And you came to the bottom of the pit. And then there's an incline that goes down further. And down you floated towards those gates. I can see them yet. Once you go through those gates, I knew I couldn't come back. I slowed down my descent. That same creature met me. That same creature put, put his hand on my arm arm, right arm, to escort me in. And thanks be unto God, there was a voice that spoke. It was a male voice, not a female or woman, a man's voice. But he said, I don't know. It was a strange tongue. But when he spoke, that whole place shook like there's an earthquake on. That creature took his hand off of my arm. And there was, like a magnet would have pulled you to my back. I just came floating backwards, just floating backwards, until I got back to the bottom of the pit. And then I came floating up. And the only difference was the first time I came up on the porch, outside, 
the, of the room, south bedroom. The second time I came up at the foot of the bed for just a second, faster than you snap your finger. I could see my body lying there on the bed. I could see my grandmother. She held me in her arms. And I leaped from the foot of the bed inside my body through my mouth like a man would slip his foot inside of his boot in the morning time. And I got backside my body. And we say in the world. And so I said, Granny, I'm going again in the third time charm. I won't be back. And again, she said, Son, I didn't think you was coming back that time. And I said, Where's Grandpa? I'm going to tell him goodbye. She said, Son, you know Granddad went down to the end, down the east part of town to collect rent from some of his houses. And I said, Oh, I knew that. I'd forgotten that. But I said, Tell Grandpa I said goodbye. Tell Grandpa I love him. Tell Grandpa I appreciate him. When I had no home, he gave me one. He's the only daddy I've ever known. Tell him I love him. Tell him goodbye. I left a word for my sister, only sister, uh, and, and then my two brothers, and my heart stopped. And, and the circulation cut off. And I leaped out of my body. And I began to descend. And I'll be honest with you, I thought till this third time, th- you know, this isn't real. It's just an hallucination. Uh, this can't be right. But as I went down through that darkness, I was afraid. I cried out in the darkness, God, God, I belong to the child, the child, I've been baptized in water, in water. I'm trying to tell him I shouldn't be going this way. I listened for an answer. There was no answer. Only the sound of my own voice as it echoed through the darkness. You ever been in Carl's bad caverns? Or any caverns and shout out something, your voice will come ricochet and back, so to speak, to you. And, and so then again, the second time, I cried a little louder God, God, God I belong to the church, the church. I've been baptized in water, in water. I listened for an answer, but there's no answer. And the third time, if I could do it just the way I did it, I'd scare you out of your wits. I literally screamed, God, 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 I belong to the church, the church. But there's no answer. And so the third time I came to the bottom of the pit. And the third time that creature met me. And the third time, thanks be unto God, that voice spoke. And whatever it was he said, it worked. That creature took his head off my arm. I came floating back. I came floating up. As I came up through the darkness, I began to pray. You see, that inward man's the real man, the spirit man. And I began to call on God in the name of Jesus to save me and to forgive me and to cleanse me. And the only difference was first time I came up on the porch, the second time at the foot of the bed, the third time right beside the bed. Leaped right inside my body. When I got back inside my body, my natural voice picked up my prayer right in the middle of a sentence. And I continued to pray so loud. Now, this is 1933, 22nd day of April, Saturday night. And we live just, just about a block and a half off of what they call Millionaire Row. That's the richest people in town live there. And folks tell me that traffic was blocked. You didn't have all the traffic those days you have today. But you see, this is a better part of town and more people had automobiles. They tell me that traffic was blocked from two blocks around from every side of our house. Me and Mama was praying so loud. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Somebody said, was you scared? You better bet you were scared. Amen. Amen. We prayed so loud. We blocked traffic for two blocks around. But thanks be unto God. Hallelujah. It felt to me like a two-ton weight rolled off of my chest. And I was born again. And I looked at the clock on Grandpa's mantelpiece. And it said 20 minutes till 8 o'clock. And all of that happened in 10 minutes. On the 16th day of August, 1933. All that day, I knew I was dying. See, I'd been dead. 
I knew I'm dying. It got to be 106 degrees. It can get 106 easily sometimes down Texas. I was farther south than here and even here over 100 easy in August. 106 degrees. We had no air conditioning in 1933. If you had anything at all, just a fan to blow a little air around. We just had the windows and the doors open, whatever air could circulate. It's got to be 106 degrees. It's over 100 by noontime. Yet my body is so cold that they got me wrapped in blankets. My body's so cold that they got all of the hot water bottles, they, they heat bricks and wrap them up in newspaper and in blankets, and I'm encased with all these blankets and hot bricks and, and try, trying to warm me up because my body is cold as ice. And at 1.30 in the afternoon, as my young brother, nine years old, stood there by my bed, death fastened his final throes upon me. And I said to Pat, run and get Mama quick. I'm dying. I want to tell her goodbye. And he ran out of the room like a shot. When he left the room, the whole room lit up. Brighter than sun shining on snow. You know how it glistens when sun shines on snow? That whole room lit up. That whole room was filled with a cloud that was bright and shining. And I left my body and went up into that cloud. Let me tell you this. Pat come running back to the kitchen hollering, Mama, Mama, Granny, Granny, Ken's a-dying, Ken's a-dying. And she said, I was closer to the kitchen door, and I ran up the hall into the dining room to come into your bedroom, and I couldn't enter it. The bedroom's full of something. That's what I saw. I, I can't go in. I recognized the presence of God and backed back against the dining room table and bowed my head to pray. Granny, her mother, came behind her. The door's open. The door shutter's open. She run right up against that open opening and bounced back like you'd hit a rubber ball. And so she said, as she looked then, see, she didn't look. She said, why, Lily, the room, I can't see the bed. I can't see Ken. I can't see his body. The room is full of a cloud. Like a thick fog. It's white and glistening. And I can't see the dresser, and I can't see the bed. I can't see anything. The room's full of that. That's the glory of God. <laughs> and she said, Granny, back to back, about halfway of the dining room, made another run. <laughs> and hit that opening and bounced off of it. She, the third time, backed all the way across the room and ran across the dining room and hit the open door and, and bounced off. And she seemed to be so overcome, Mama said, with the presence of God that she hung on to the door facing. She said it was 10 minutes. You talk like it's 10 seconds. It was 10 minutes before we could get into the room. It was 10 minutes. We couldn't enter in until the cloud disappeared. And as soon as it disappeared, I rushed up to the bed and took your hand and you were dead. And about that time, you said, Mama, I'm not going to die now. Because see up there in that glory, I heard a voice speak. This time in the English language. I believe it was Jesus. I didn't see him, just heard the voice. It's a man's voice said, Go back! Go back! Go back to the earth! You can't come yet. Your work on earth's not done. And I descended. I never will forget. Here's a sequel to what I'm talking about. When I was bedfast, uh, my grandmother had a cousin. And they'd go to visit my And when I was bedfast, eight lies as we called it. Hallelujah. I hope you got the message. 
You know, this is one of the greatest men of God that has walked this earth. I mean, most men of God now receive an anointing from him. Our own father, Bishop Ohidepo. Almost everybody. He touched the well sitting in America. But when he was young, he was diagnosed with a, a heart condition. And that's what was that was his experience. He actually died and went to hell three times. Three times. Those of you who think that hell and heaven is not real, think again. Very real. That is why Jesus is calling you to come. Like I explained before, it's not about a good experience. It's not to where you are not coming to Jesus so that you can have a husband can have children, can have money. No, those are extras. But we are coming so that he can forgive us of our sins. So that we can live right. And then when we, the time is up, we know that we will we'll be with him. Because Jesus said that I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you also be there. So you are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Or your mind about the church or about living for God or coming to church is so that your life will improve. That's all. It's wrong. It's a wrong mind. So when Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, he's not necessarily talking about, I have this problem, I have that problem. Yes, he will heal the sick. He will deliver you of any demonic attacks and all these type of things. But first, first is to receive forgiveness of sin and become a child of God. That's the most important. That one, when you know that your time is up here, you know that you will be with him. That's why Paul said, to be present in this body, uh, to be absent in this body is to be present with the Lord. If I'm not here, I'm present. But he said, if I am here, then it's for your sake. It's for the preaching. It's for the work of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet wherever you are. Tell your neighbor, hell is real. Don't joke. Yeah. And look at it. He was, he was, I think, about 15, 16, somewhere there. Young people die. Old people also die. So young people, don't think that you have, you have all the life. That is why you are hearing the gospel now. Because God wants you to hear it now. He wants you to change now. Hallelujah. Yeah. Lift up your hands and begin to pray to God wherever you are. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Have mercy on me. That sound of David. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Lord. Forgive me of all my sins. Come unto me, all ye that are. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. Jesus said, Come unto me. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. 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 Pray for yourself. Lord, have mercy. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my wicked ways. Today, today, 
is my day of salvation. Talk to God just for one more minute. Talk to Him. Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. Whatever sin you have committed, God is able to forgive you. Why don't you confess that sin before Him right now? In the name of Jesus, have mercy, Lord. I did this wrong. I didn't treat this person right. I did this. Lord, forgive me. I repent of my sins today. I accept Jesus. I that you will be the righteousness of God in Christ. The righteousness of God in Christ. The righteousness of God in Christ. I adore, Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now, with all eyes closed, you are here. You don't know Jesus. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I want you to lift up your hand like the way I have done. Join me. Today you are surrendering. You are saying, Lord, I am coming to you. I surrender my life. Lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. God bless you. I can see all those hands. Wonderful. Lift it up high above your head. Beautiful. You have lifted up your hand. Ashes, help me. I want you to do one more thing. Come. Come. Come to the stage. Come to me. Come to me. Wherever you are standing, just walk to me. Just walk to me. Come running to that mercy seat where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your covering. His blood will flow freely. It will provide your healing. Come running to the mercy seat. Come running, come running. something that marvels me sometimes
there's something that marvels me. Many times when we do altar calls, we only see young people, a few old people. And I tell myself, does it mean that all the old people are born again, everything is okay? It's not true. It's not true. But you see, young people, when your time is come for you to give your life and you don't give it, you become like an old person who stands in the congregation and cannot come forward. It's like they miss their time. And so they are shy. But please, Jesus said something. He said, come and put it on. He said that if you are shy amongst men of my father, me too, before my heavenly father, I'll say, I don't know you. That's what Jesus said. So that's just for your information. It's just for your information. That's why one day, he said, me, I don't know you. So I was in that church that day that the pastor showed Kennedy's video. What's your name again? I don't know you. You'll be talking. Sir, I don't know you. So maybe you can't come forward. But right where you are, I want you to pray this prayer and mean it. And from today, if you are not in this church, I want you to come here. If you can't come, find a Bible believing and become solid in the church. Yes. Everybody has their, their birthdays and their death day. Only that. You know your birthday, but you don't know the day that you will die. And nowadays, we are seeing that, Charlie. That you know, you can wake up and then that's it. Yeah. 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 So please, maybe in case you want to join them, just come. Yes, come. Come around. God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. The spirit and the bride. They are saying, come. look at me we are going to pray what are we going to do we are going to pray what i say say after me is just to help you to pray but make it your prayer the bible says that with the heart man believes so for you to leave your seat and come here you have taken that step of faith and with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation says whosoever shall call on the name of the lord shall be saved that is what is going to happen to you today hallelujah Close your eyes with me. Say with me, Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this morning. I have heard your word. I believe. I believe. I am a sinner. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. But today, but today I, have I have heard that Jesus, that Jesus you said we should come. We should come to you. And so I have come. I ask for mercy. Forgive me of all my sins. Forgive me of all my wicked ways. Today, today, the 26th of November, 2023, I give my life to you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live for you the rest of my days. Let your will be done 
in my life from today in Jesus name Amen Amen God bless you for listening to this message for more information on upcoming programs and events visit our Facebook page Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.